Hello, Jeff Hill. Welcome to the Parental Advisory Movie Podcast. We are your hosts, Jeff Hall and Patrick Terry. We're two dads with a love for movies. Join us as we discuss movies we have seen with our kids, as well as movies we have seen without them. Good morning, Patrick. How are you? Pretty good, Jeff. How are you? I'm doing well. Doing well. <clears throat> Beautiful day. Metro and Nashville police are making sure that, uh, <laughs> making sure people are going to speed woman on this beautifully sunny day. Yeah. Going to ruin it for everybody. They're going to ruin some people's days today. <laughs> They're ready for them. <clears throat> yep. Not mine, though. Not mine. Uh, had this one Mustang pass me on the way home from drop off and just flying. I said, yeah. And I knew where he was. I go, all right, my dude, enjoy getting pulled over here in a minute. Because <laughs> yeah. they're, they're coming up here around the corner. Yeah. And uh, no, nah, he, he didn't get pulled. I, I saw the blue lights. I go, yes, yes, Mustang, Mustang. You get up there, truck, white truck. I go, dang. So we can't catch the, that guy. I was like, you got the wrong one. They got the one they could catch. <laughs> Get the one that'll run out of gas first. Yeah. <laughs> the gas truck. Pass everything but the gas station. Right. It's all good, oh, though. Man. Yeah. Uh, well, we had a little break. Um, we were off last week because my daughter was sick and I had to take her to the doctor. She's all good now, just upper respiratory chunk. Um, yeah. But she over the weekend, she was not feeling it at all. So, uh, which is unlike her, even when she gets her allergies and everything kind of get, get all screwed up. She still is bouncing off the walls half the time, but nope, she slept a lot and just, just wasn't feeling a lot of it. So we just stayed at the, well, we went to the doctor, but otherwise we chilled. We just, you know, some, sometimes, you know, we got to take, take time off to take care of the ones we we care for so true thanks but that just makes this episode even more amazing <laughs> because we have a double feature of epic proportions we'll say yeah <laughs> thanks so <laughs> three powerhouses <laughs> in their own right yeah true yeah yeah um well, that week we took off. I didn't have much going on, but this week, I um, on Thursday, I went to concert to check out Ari Lennox at um, Marathon Music Works. Awesome. So, I you know I originally got the tickets back in November. Uh-huh. So I said the only thing that's going to ruin this is if my introvertedness gets in my way, because <laughs> it tends to do yeah. that. So that whole morning, I'm 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 just laying around like, you're gonna go, you're gonna go. But Creed's out. Creed 3's out. We can go see Creed 3. I'm like, we can wait. We can wait. I done bought these tickets. Need to go. So originally I was going to, you know, park at our headquarters and get a lift mm-hmm. the rest of the way because I wasn't sure if parking was available. So when I was headed there, it's like, no, I'll just go ahead and go to the venue. And they had parking set up. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. like 20 bucks to park for the night. I'm like, it's cool. Right next to the venue. Yep. I'm fine with that. For uh, Nashville, that's <clears> pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so check-in was like at 6, from 6 to 6.45. And so I sat in 
my car for like I got there by five thirty. So I sat there a little after six and started walking in to get in line. And um then they called out for people that had VIP. So I think VIP one was already in because that included the meet and greet. I got the okay. VIP two. Um but it still got in early. So went in you know, they did, they did a poor job of checking things. Like, I could have had a weapon and got away with it if I wanted. Damn. <laughs> but um, I didn't. <clears throat> got my stamp, so if I want to get something to drink, I can get it. Um, checked in to get my items, which was um, like a luggage tag, a VIP laminate to put around your neck, and then a, nice. a journal. And a journal. And cool, so cool. then after checking in, it's like, hey, go stand in line. So I got me a drink to just kind of level me yeah. out a little bit. Stood in line for about... I guess an hour, because we've also been able to get into 645, but they didn't let us into yeah. 7. And um, as soon as I walked in, I said, my plan is to get as close to the front as possible and just be in my spot. Mm-hmm. So, hit the bathroom first, came out, got my spot, boom, I was there. You know, I started to look behind me. You know, it's a few people that would yeah. be But then, after the first two acts, she had a couple of artists perform before her. I looked back, I'm like, dang, I can barely see the exit now. <laughs> It was, it was packed. It was packed. It was standing room only. Like The only people that had seats yeah. were the VIP one. but So you had to stand the whole time. But it was Dang. cool. It was cool. Um, um, so the two acts that were performing beforehand, you know, if you have a headline and an artist, they're going to have people perform first to, to kind of warm up the crowd. And so I had some folks behind me that was kind of like, hey, we didn't pay to see y'all. We want to see Ari. I'm like, right. give them respect. You know, she chose them to go on tour with them. Right. And, and um, they sounded great, you know, and I was like, and I, I was like, you know, it's like, it's just not, it's not cool. I mean, I didn't say anything, but I was thinking into my head and, um, you know, some of them said, well, when Ari come out, I'm going to push to the front. You know, I don't care if it's VIP at the front or whatever. I'm like, God, <laughs> this is why I didn't want to come. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody, nobody did that. You know, Ari came out. She did, I believe she did all 20 songs in her set. And mm-hmm. um, I got some good, good video, best I could. I should have stood on the right side because I'm right-handed when I record, so it's oh, kind of okay. weird being on the left side trying to record my right hand. But I got some good shots, and um, it was cool. You know, she she performed well. Her background singers were great. Uh, her band, mostly women on stage, except nice. for one of the background singers. But uh, the drummer, uh, keyboardist, and the uh, bass guitar, female. Then she had a legendary artist on there, but I can't remember the name. I meant to look that up before we recorded. But everybody sounded great. You know, even even that uh, background singers had their time to kind of just showcase their Shine, talent. Yes. Yep. That's and, always uh, my favorite. Kelly Carson does that really well too. Whenever she goes on tour, she makes sure, like she'll use that time to take a break. Yeah, because that, that, yeah. that's what happened. She, she kind of walked off goes, a little bit. Let her singer. background boom. Yep. Then yeah. she came back out and um, she performed two songs I wanted to hear at the end, and I recorded most of that, and then that was it. Everybody kind of cleared out. No, no issues there. Nobody fought. Nobody was arguing. There was one loud drunk person, but she was cool. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, then afterwards, I just kind of sat in the car, let the parking lot clear out because there was a lot of cars, and then went home. Nice. It was a night. It was a fun night. Indeed. Uh, I was nervous the whole time though, because I'm not like that big crowd like that. Yeah. <laughs> That's, oh. Yeah. I was no, proud I of myself it. for not. You know, deciding to go and it's not kind of you know changing my mind. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm proud of you, buddy. 
I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, seriously, because I know, I know one thing I've had, one thing I've learned, um, you know, especially with you and I, um, as we've done this podcast is that we're a healthy mix, as I like to call it, because mm-hmm. I'm obviously very extroverted, but I have my moments where I, I have my days where I don't, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. And, and it's a good it helps like uh and i know i have other friends that are also introverts ruth tries to claim that she's an introvert but i i think she did, she's like me she just has days where she's more introverted than she is extroverted but yeah. that's just because your body needs time to just recharge <laughs> and that's yeah. just and especially someone as uh, i've been referred to as someone who's always on and doesn't have an off switch <laughs> mm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, it's one of those things you just know. And I like I know it and I just, you know, I own it. But um, but, you know, and then when I'm having my like a day where I'm just not as talkative, I get it. It's people yeah. wondering if I'm OK because it's not normal. It's, it's not normal. But, you yeah. know, that's yeah, everybody has a day. You know? yeah. But, you know, one thing I've always appreciated is that knowing. Knowing introverted people is nice. I don't ever try and force them to be more extroverted. I just try to understand it and appreciate it because it's hard for me to be that way. Yeah. And so I'm always appreciative for people that can do it. Um, but I also know there's a lot of anxiety that goes with that. Also, uh, like at work, you know, we train people, new hires. And that's one of the things I always try to keep in mind that not everybody's going to be a talker. Yeah. So, like, I this last training I had was not a talker. It's one of those, I, I'm sure he is whenever he gets to know you, but at the same time, he's kind of not. Um, so, I kind of went with it, but if I had a question, I needed him to, like, answer. answer or, if I, he had, or if he had questions, I needed him to ask. And so, uh, yeah. Anyways. But when it comes to concerts, I'm very much... As I've gotten older, um, one of the few, I guess you could say, uh, anxieties I experience is at concerts, I don't like being at the, especially if it's a smaller, more intimate venue, I don't like being up at the front. Yeah. Uh, I like being close to an exit. <laughs> keep me in yeah. the back, keep me fairly close to an exit. That way, if something were to happen, I can get out fairly quickly. Yeah. I, I consider that, but I was like, I don't. But also don't like I don't like being pushed, stepped on, nudged, like any of that. Yeah. Because they're because people are trying to cram in. So I always choose to stay to the back. So yeah. thankfully nobody actually tried cramming in. You know, there was a yeah. few people that did slip up the front, but you know, like in front of me, I had plenty of space where if two people wanted to sit in front of me, they could. Yeah. <clears throat> but I had like two younger girls in front of me that were like right at the little railing. And I didn't want mm-hmm. to crowd them. So I kind of stayed back off of them because I don't want no 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 problems. Somebody thinking I'm trying to you know do something, right? And um, but uh, I was still I still had a good vantage point of the of the stage, and um, but everybody was cool. Like once Ari got on, got on stage, everybody was just kind of chilled out about that and just sang. I mean, like crowd participation. Yeah. They say most people, was, I mean, pretty much everybody was singing her songs word for word. Like you could barely hear her because <laughs> that was everybody Dang. into it. And um, and she kept singing. Like most artists would just like let them sing. Like just she like yeah, she kept singing with them. So yeah, a lot of crowd participate 
participation. She yes. worked the stage, went side to, you know. Yeah, yeah. Gave everybody attention, and, you know, it was good. It was a good first experience of going to a concert solo like that. Because I hadn't been to any kind of music concert. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a hot been a minute. While. Yeah. I honestly don't remember the last one I've been to, to be honest. Like, York's been to more concerts with his mom than I have in, yeah. like, probably the past two years. Yeah. Maybe three. I don't even know. It's been a minute, though. Um, you know, York and I are both looking forward to July when when we get to go see Blink. Uh, but that's going to be a Bridgestone, so it's not going to be a small venue at all. <laughs> yeah. I think but. the last anything closer concert I went to was back when me and Kyla's mom were together at the Riverfront. And it was John oh, Legend wow. and Life Jennings when they were first coming out. Nice. Yeah. So that's like the oh, last man, that has kind been of concert. Been. Almost 20 years. <laughs> like, seriously. Jeez, geez, now, yeah. now I have been, like, I went to a Kevin Hart concert mm-hmm. probably like that's seven, a, eight years ago. But, yeah, I mean, it's but not, but, 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 but not, it's, it's Kevin not Hart. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah, not yeah. the same. But as far as music, that's the last music yeah. act that I've seen in public, you know, out. But it was like Riverfront. It was open space. So it wasn't oh, like crowded. Yeah. So it wasn't bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd go back. I'd go back yeah. to that venue. But it depends on who's performing. Yes, always. Yeah. yeah. The when uh, Cannery Ballroom was still around, mm-hmm. uh, we went saw Block Party, and that was the only that was the last time I wanted to be up close to, you know, as close as I could get. Yeah, and that's because they're, you know, they're they're British, so they don't tour the U.S. very often. Mm-hmm. And I mean, hell, it's been eight years, nine years, eight or nine years. It's been a good minute since they were here, and. It was a great concert. I just and I just kind of sucked it up, with, yeah. you know, I just did my best <laughs> to kind of just, you know, get over that sort of because I just I don't know. I hate people bumping into me. I hate getting stepped on. Like I know most of it's an accident, but if you give yourself enough space for yourself, yeah. you should give yourself enough space for every, the person, the people around you. That's true, but. My favorite memory, too, is uh, we went and saw when they did Live on the Green. Uh, gosh, this has been, again, probably eight, eight nine years ago. Mm-hmm. We uh, we saw Matt and Kim, who I've already seen once. And they put on an amazing show. So this is my second time, Ruth's first time. And we got the VIP. So, you know, at the front where it's... And, and again, another stellar show. But before the show started, this... This dude uh, in front of us or beside us, whatever. I mean, he'd obviously been drinking too much and kept bumping into me and like, like stepping on me and stuff. And I'm like, oh my god! Like Ruth could see the look on my face, like I was trying not to lose it, but like she knew I was. So she actually legit started like yelling at this dude, (laughs) and I thought she was. I was like, Ruth's about to go fight this dude. And we're not going to see. I was like, we're both, we're all going to get kicked out, and I'm not going to, and I'm not going to be able to see this. Yeah. I said, and so I told her in the knock. I said, it's all good. Just, let's just enjoy the show. All right. That's right. <laughs> like, it's all right. <laughs> so I like tease her that we almost that she, you know, she's over here trying to about start a fight at a <laughs> men Kim concert. I'm like, I was like, no, we don't do that here. <laughs> just, no. just we can we can move. It's fine. But I like teasing her about that. So, well, so if we go to this concert, you're not going to be trying to pick any fights, are you? 
Right. So. See, that was my thinking. Like, if people did start pushing, I was like, I'm just going to move to the back. I'm not even going to worry about it. I'm not going to argue. I just wanted yeah. to get a few get a few close-up shots of her performing. Yeah. And then I was like, I can go to the back. But nobody did. Everybody stayed in their spot. Cool. Yeah. <sighs> um, real quick, we uh, York and I finished the Batmobile. <clears throat> the okay. Lego Technics Batmobile. We are very excited about it. It is ginormous. So we're looking at like 20 hours worth of work mm-hmm. over the span of about 10 days, two hours each. So that averages out to about $10 uh, an hour that we worked on it <clears throat> for what right. we paid for it. Yeah. So perfect. I mean, it was totally worth it. Great bonding experience. We both got frustrated together, experienced joys together. <laughs> Yeah, it's like playing golf. You experience all the emotions. Same thing with putting these things together. Yeah, but we had a great time. Grayson and I started the Lego office uh, build and we got halfway through it. I thought, oh, dude, we'll finish it on Monday because we started on Sunday. We'll finish it on Monday because she'll, you know, we'll be home all day. And she did Mm -hmm. not. She just wasn't feeling it. So we didn't even touch it. So York and, you know. He wasn't just happy. I mean, he was happy, but then he was like, that was really fun. Let's do it. I want to do another one. So I said, well, look up, see what we can, you know, see what you might want to do next. And without saying anything, he goes, what do you think about doing Dom's uh, Dom's Fast and Furious Charger? Looked it up. And he's like, look, it's even on sale. I'm like, dang. <laughs> mm, well, all right. Because, look, it's normally this price, but it's on for sale for this. I'm like, you're making it hard for me to say no. So I ordered it. I had to order it because I couldn't find it in any store uh, in the area. So I ordered it. Came in the mail. Wednesday, we started it. Uh, Saturday? Friday yeah. or Saturday. So we, uh, yeah. And so we are now done with back. And it's funny because it, it says four bags, but it's two bags per Per okay. number. So bag one technically has two bags. Bag two has two bags. So technically there's eight bags, but they're just trying to make it sound like there's not a whole lot. Right. And within each bag, there's at least two more smaller bags. I'm like, I feel like they're just numbering wrong. It's <laughs> but whatever. whatever. Yeah. It's it's all good. So we finished bag two yesterday out of four bags. So we're, it's got 300 less pieces, but it's, we're already experiencing our frustrations and having to take things apart, put things back together. Yeah. So it's just part of the pro. I told York, I said, listen, this is just part of the process. Just like it was with the Batmobile. It'll be fine. Yep. Once you finished so, satisfaction. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> and then Grayson did back six yesterday while we were doing the other one. So right. out of 10. So she, we're getting closer to that one being done. So, Bag nine has a lot though, so that may take a little bit longer. Yeah. And uh well I'll talk about that later with TV. Um but yeah, uh real so let's get into it. Uh well actually before we even get into tra- trailers, this week I started spreadsheet. Spreadsheet's almost done. Um I should have it done today and find a way to get it posted for people to look at. Um but I've even like even more so in depth than it was the two couple previous years. Like I included even uh, 
uh, Director's Guild, Producer's Guild, and Writer's Guild, which I didn't do the past few years. Um, but real quick, uh, everything, everywhere, all at once for uh, the 38th Independent Film Spirit Awards. They won, I believe, six. Michelle Yeoh won for Best Lead Performance, Best Feature, uh, Best Supporting Actor for Kihui Kwan, Let's see, Best Screenplay, Best Directors, Directors mm-hmm. <laughs> for the Daniels. I'm trying to think. I think Best Editing. It's Oh, Best Breakthrough Performance by uh, Stephanie Hsu. So awesome for her. And Best Editing. Yep. So I really knocked it out. Proud of them. And then for Writers Guild, they won for Best Screenplay. So okay, cool. So yeah, they are they are poised to take it. So poised. Well, we'll say they're poised to. They're in a good position to um, to really do well at the 95th Academy Awards, which will be this Sunday. Very excited. Uh, I'll have a ballot up on our Facebook group page so everybody can fill theirs out. Just like we do in previous years, we'll have uh, we'll have the ceremonial winner uh, medal and uh, free swag. I haven't figured out what we're going to do for swag yet, but yeah, and um, of course free swag from the site as a reward. Yep, that's it for all that. Trailers we had the new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Mutant Mayhem. Teaser dropped. It'll be out August 4th. Just some of the voice actors that are going to be a part of this. Paul Rudd, Giancarlo Esposito, Rose Byrne, Jackie Chan, Seth Rogen, John Cena, uh, Maya Rudolph, Ayo Adabiri, Adabiri, there we go. Ice Cube, Post Malone, Hannibal Burris, just to name a few. Yeah. Again, it'll be animated, and that's coming out August 4th. Next we have this one's coming to theaters the latest incarnation of disney's haunted mansion Mm. minus eddie murphy yeah this one is uh starring jamie lee curtis rosario dawson winota Ryder, jared leto dan levy owen wilson lakeith stanfield danny devito tiffany haddish hassan minaj yeah just to name some of these you know uh, if you've never heard of these actors you know look them up I know they've only got a couple of credits each. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Justin Simeon and written by Katie Dippold. So this one looks a lot more, uh, we'll say, true to the, uh, looks more accurate to the Disney ride. So I'm using riding kind of air quotes. Yeah. Because you just said, I mean, it is a ride, I guess. Not like a roller coaster ride. Next. This one from Disney Plus is Peter Pan and Wendy. This is another live action adaptation of J.M. Barry's classic tale of a boy who wouldn't grow up and recruits three young siblings in London to join him on a magical adventure to the enchanted Neverland Island. Jude Law apparently is going to be playing Captain Hook. So that should Jim Gaffigan's going to play Smee, which I think that's perfect. Smee. Although I don't know, Bob Hoskins what made I don't I love Hook. I know it's not like everybody's favorite, but I absolutely love it because I think the casting was perfect. Yeah, Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook was amazing, and uh, Bob Hoskins it's me. Yeah, I I I don't know. I love it. 
Alan Tudyk and Molly Parker will also be in it. So that is coming April 28th to Disney Plus. And then lastly, uh, you, I think, posted this one or you sent it to me one. But I feel like you posted it. Uh, coming out at the end of this month, March 31st, we have a thousand and one. After unapologetic and fiercely loyal, Inez kidnaps her son, Terry, from the foster care system. Mother and son set out to reclaim their sense of home, identity, and stability in a rapidly changing New York City. Starring uh, Tayana Taylor, Eric Kingsley Adetola, and uh, Ava and Courtney. So, looks really good. Written and directed by A.V. Rockwell. And that's all I got for trailers. Boom. <clears throat> all right. Time to delve into our do- our first first of our two double features. Or, yeah. You know what I mean. First of our yeah. features. A double. <clears throat> there we go. <laughs> uh, this is one we were going to cover last week, but again... Due to us taking a week off, we didn't, we weren't able to. So, wait no longer. It is time to discuss Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear. Rated our worst world. situation you could be in. <laughs> Facts. Uh, rated R with a runtime of one hour thirty five minutes. An oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens converge on a Georgia forest where a huge black bear goes on a murderous rampage after unintentionally ingesting cocaine. Written by Jimmy Warden and directed by Elizabeth Banks. Starring Carrie Russell, Alden Ehrenreich, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, the late great Ray Liotta, Isaiah Whitlock Jr. This is a hilarious movie. To, oh, Oh, and the incomparable Margot Martindale, who I absolutely love, and Jesse Tyler Ferguson. This is everything you would hope, everything you were hoping for, you got. (laughs) And then some. And then some. Yeah, a lot of unexpected things. (laughs) Just, yeah. So this movie is pretty violent, but not. Let me rephrase. Okay. So this movie is violent in the very dark humor kind of way. In the way that Pulp Fiction is violent. Because the way I kind of tell people how this movie is. Okay. So there's a lot of times that you will laugh at people's demise. Much in the way that, like in Pulp Fiction, when they had the dude in the back seat and they were driving down the road and had the gun in his hand, hit a speed bump and shot the guy wow wow yeah or or like an out of sight um towards the end uh george quinney gets knocked over and the big burly guy's coming up the stairs with a gun and trips falls and shoots himself and kills you know shoots himself in the head so yeah as he's falling so that kind of stuff where you just kind of like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened. But that's yeah. kind of funny. Yeah, it's there's a lot of that. What I really enjoyed about this is that 
it's not gory in the sense like a traditional horror movie. Right. It's not in a the sense, like, type. It's not slasher horror. <clears throat> it is kind of ridiculous. Like, you'll hear the bear attack off screen. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see, like, this very obviously fake leg. Like, just yeah. plop in front of the, you know, like, it'll, as if it's, like, jumping over the camera. Or being thrown over the camera and then lands in front of it. Yeah. And it just looks, and it, all you can do is laugh because it looks ridiculous. Yeah. Like, we're going to make this purposely look like it's a fake. And I'm going to hide it. Just, it no, is what no. it is. Yeah. It, it embraces kind of its low budgetness in that yeah. way. And <laughs> the characters are just so over the top, and that kind of helps with. Like, hey, kind of setting the tone for the movie. Like, yes, this movie, while yes, loosely, in the very loosest kind of way right. possible, loosely based on a true story. If you would like more information on the actual, what actually happened, might I recommend, so our friends at the Strange South did an excellent job kind of delving into the actual history behind what actually happened. If you listen to the Strange South episode 118, um, Patrice Anderson does an excellent deep dive. And I highly recommend going to that instead of listening to us trying to do it because we will not do it the kind of justice. So for the real story, go listen to that. And then for this ridiculous story, which pretty much has nothing to do with the actual story, they just took the premise of just more or less just took the premise and then ran with it. Right. So, yeah. So, this takes place in 1985. They're throwing, you know, it's at the height of of uh, cocaine smuggling into the country. Although this is the middle of the country, which I never understood. Like, I get bringing it from Columbia or whatever and then flying it overseas and then, you know, in Miami and stuff like that. Granted, there is a chance there may be a, not really a sequel, but... And then next in the anthology, I guess it would be. I don't know. Uh, Elizabeth Banks is thinking about making Cocaine Shark, which would basically be the same type of thing, bringing things over to Miami and or over to Florida, and the shark gets into it. Because wow. the whole thing is they drop cocaine out of the sky, and then they have peop, uh, smugglers drop cocaine in like duffel bags and stuff. And then people come pick it up to go take it and then sell it. Yeah. Same premise in this movie. Um, the only problem is when the guy's throwing the stuff out, he's high on the cocaine. He's throwing the duffel bags out and throwing the duffel bags out. And then is getting ready to go jump himself. Except when he jumps, he hits his head on the on the top of the uh, post, I guess you could say. Yeah. And then knocks himself out unconscious and then falls out of the airplane. <laughs> With his parachute on, but... He's unconscious. He's unconscious. Yeah. yeah. So, so, you know, so all these duffel bags wind up in this forest. Ray Liotta plays the, I guess the drug, the weed drug, the head drug dealer to try and that's supposed to pick up these duffel bags and then bring them back to sell them. The only problem is he has to bring his son in. Like he's watching his grandson. Because his son had a, uh, I guess, was it his wife died? Yeah, I'd seen 
Yeah, I think it was. I don't know if they said it was cancer, but she died, and he's mourning. Yeah. He's mourning. He's in mourning. Yeah. Basically, he's still. <clears throat> I kept thinking for. I was really kind of hoping for the majority of this movie because it didn't say for the longest time. Yeah. We knew it. Somebody died in her name. I was really hoping it was like a cat or a dog that passed, <laughs> and that he's just taking it so hard because that would fit with the with the with tone the, of the movie and the yeah and the ridiculousness of it. I think even before she passed, like he had already quit doing it yeah. like, i guess maybe in their relationships like i can't do this yeah. anymore because i got a <clears throat> son and i'm married right and so but because of this happening the oldest sid's got to pull him back in well he uses um rosie jackson jr the v like hey you yeah. gotta bring my son in and y'all go find us drugs you know yeah done yeah yeah and it's just but the chemistry between those two were really um, were really good. I really enjoyed that. Yeah. Because you can see they're trying to, they're like opposites, but yet they're trying to bond, but they both kind of are irritated with each other. Right. For, you know, because to be just like, I just want to get this done so I can get back home. It's like, I don't want to have to leave St. Louis, but here we are out in the woods and I don't like being out in the woods. Yeah, and this dude quit. Sympathize. He's mourning. It's going to be rough to get him yeah. out of this, this, this funk gonna, he's in. <laughs> gonna be a long ass drive yeah. yeah and it was <laughs> but yeah it, it then you got margo martindale who's a park ranger who's trying to impress this uh because they're about to get inspected so she's trying to impress, impress the inspector plus she kind of has the hots for him so yeah uh and then you've got these guys that have been robbing people on over on the trailways and stuff. So she's trying to catch them. And they're just punk, you know, just kind of punk kids, you know, teenagers. So, you know, they just, uh, yeah. And then Carrie Russell's the mother of a daughter that just wants to go and paint at, the, paint at the waterfalls and skip school with her friend. And then gets lost. And so her mom has to go, Hunter down and everything, and well, not Hunter down, but poor choice of words. As, yeah. There we go. Go find her. <laughs> and then, yeah. And so they all converge on this national park to try and find, find what, find the thing. They're each, they each have, each a, have thing. a thing to find. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. So, and then chaos ensues and hilarity ensues, more or less. And yep. I. <clears throat> And so I took we took York to go see this. Uh, Grayson was actually at a sleepover before she got sick, and so that gave us the perfect opportunity for one Ruth to actually go to a movie because usually only one of us end up going. Well, okay, usually uh, only I end up going because someone's usually at home with one or both kids. Right. Um, but this was an, one of those opportunities that you know. And she kind of was wishy-washy. I'm like, listen, I don't know when else you think we're going to both be able to go do this together. This is like the stars have lined up. We just need just go. We'll go to an early one. Yeah. Yep. We'll go to an early one. And then, uh, yeah. So we all three went. York was just had a grin on his face from the time it started to the time it ended. And I wasn't sure how this was going to go. Mm-hmm. because of the trailers that they showed before it yeah like the new evil dead one which that's a hard no for me enjoy that i hope you like it patrick because that's a hard no for me <laughs> okay it's, 
You already well, you already saw yeah. our head and eye thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's a no for you. <laughs> yep. No for me. I, I mean, even before they even got to that scene, I'm like, yeah, no, nah, I think I'm good on this one. <laughs> think yeah. I'm good. And I forget they, there was like two other horror ones that were pretty gross. I'm like, yeah, I don't know how this movie's gonna go. These are the trailers we're getting before it. <laughs> right. And then it was like complete opposite. It was just, yeah. Kind but, of sugar-coated version of what you thought, <laughs> in a way. And it, yeah. yeah. But this movie is like, re- it. what Elizabeth Banks did was, it's like, okay, I'm going to make this as over the top as possible because it's hard to, it would be, I don't think we would, it would be as popular if they tried to do it straight, like straight horror. Yeah. Like you would have such a small niche group. But she was able to be like, okay, we're going to make this big and ridiculous and over the top because that's the way it should be. Because it's like the most ridiculous kind of situation to happen. We should embrace that. And right. by doing so, opened up opened up the uh, her audience more. Like it, it expanded the audience of the type of people wanting to go see it. True. So... And it's and the best part about it is it's a very rewatchable movie. It's, it's a good runtime. You know, oh yeah, well paced. <clears throat> yeah, there's really not a whole lot of downtime in this movie. There's always something going on. Yeah, yeah, but um, like I liked it because you have all these different stories. Mom trying to find her daughter. This detective trying to find this drug leader to bring him in finally. Then you have the son and his friends trying to find those drugs, bring it back to the dad. And in the middle of all this, you have a cocaine high dr- a bear running around, you know, a bear running up, running around yeah. high on cocaine that, you know, what is it like the black bear? If you fight it or show aggression, it backs down and brown bear, you lie down. Right. This, this bear being high yes. on cocaine is unpredictable. It's going to do what it do. <laughs> and yeah. as long as it has it, he's fine. But once the, the yes. that, that, that I guess the withdrawal kicks in and he needs it and he wants it. Yeah. Well, she, because the bear's a, a female, so it's the mom. Or the bear's a female. So once 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 it kicks in, when she's got that that urge, that want for it, it gets really unpredictable. <laughs> um, but um, like the scene they show in the trailer, which is where little boy's in a tree and the other guys, uh, I guess the inspectors on the other side. How they showed the bear smelling the cocaine in the air, and it just completely switched sides and just jumped up and did what he did. That's did what she did. It's hilarious. Like they thought they were safe. They say bears can't climb. Like of course they can. Yeah, of course they are. <laughs> of course they can. They can. They're a bear. Yeah, got claw. I mean, yeah. Pan- Panda bear, koala bear, bear. Yeah, <laughs> like bear. That's the that's the key word. Bear. Yep. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's too funny. Uh, (laughs) uh, so the real cocaine bear which has also been referred to in a joking manner as pablo escobar which that's i really think that's probably what they should have titled it but cocaine bear works too it's still on is still on display in lexington lexington kentucky at the the kentucky for kentucky fun mall Unconfirmed rumor says it was previously owned by Waylon Jennings. I think that's actually been confirmed now. 
Yeah. So I think he purchased it before it went before it went there. At one point he for the longest time. But yeah. Oh movie. Oh my goodness. And to think that that was Ray Liotta's last movie that he filmed. Like he filmed uh reshoots a week mm-hmm. before he passed. Man. So, yeah. It's crazy. But he did but well. He, yeah. Great movie. Knocked it out. Sorry, after he came to re-record his lines, ADR. Uh, but that he praised the look of the bear once he got a chance to see it. Yeah. I kept wanting to go, where are the drugs, Karen? <laughs> where are the drugs? Missed <laughs> uh, opportunity right there. I think Isaiah Whitlock, I was expecting a, yeah. you know. She... She, yeah. I'm like, come on, it's a perfect opportunity. Like, so do many it. opportunities. You can do it. So uh, many opportunities. I, I kept sitting there going, oh, just, damn. All right. I think that's the second movie I've seen him in where he didn't do it. I'm like, come on. I'm like, <laughs> Some people. It's like, uh, man, I let him do the thing. Let him do the thing. Him, I want to yeah. do, do the point at the screen. Like, he did yes. it. He did the thing. Like, uh, he did it. there. <laughs> yep. Oh, well. But seriously, I if if you are kind of on the fence on whether or not you want to go see this because you think it's stupid, trust me, it is. You, but it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it like it a hundred percent is stupid. But it's hilariously stupid. That's the point. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I mean, cocaine bear. You can't like that in itself is kind of a ridiculous premise as it yeah. is. So they stuck with that and. Stayed in their zone. <laughs> but please go out and see it. Um, again, for kids, eh, I mean, it's whatever you allow your kids to watch. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So as uh, we'll just say, it probably wouldn't hurt to see it first. You know what just I mean? Just to gauge it. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just to kind of gauge where you think your kids are at maturity-wise. Yeah. Like York's. Yeah. He's fine. He's seen John Wick, man. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Don't remind me. <laughs> that's, that's the bar. <laughs> For too long, it will be. <laughs> oh, shoot. No. Oh, bless. All right. Moving on from one York did see to one York really wants to go see, having never seen any of these movies we are moving on to our second feature uh, released this past friday march 3rd my mother's birthday uh we watched creed 3 rated pg-13 with a runtime of one hour 56 minutes perfect yep Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life but when a childhood friend and former boxing product protege uh resurfaces the face-off is more than just a fight starring michael b jordan as adonis creed tessa thompson as bianca creed jonathan majors as damian anderson sorry the, diamond damian anderson there we go. the latest kang variant <laughs> yes right <laughs> indeed you ever wonder what killmonger versus king looks like with Valkyrie watching from the stands, there you go. There you we go. got you. 
<laughs> also starring uh, Wood Harris, you know, because we have to go from one wire veteran to another wire veteran. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and Felicia Rashad as Marianne Creed. And then Mila Davis Kitt as Amara Creed. Uh, oh my God. This movie was amazing. You saw it in IMAX. I saw it in IMAX, mainly because that was what time was available for when I went. And I am so glad I did. That, that was my intended thing. Like, I was like, um, 48, like, no. I, was like, <laughs> I said, IMAX. I'm sorry. <clears throat> and, and, and I'm glad I stuck, and I stuck with it because some of the scenes, Michael B. Jordan said they opted to shoot them, the boxing scenes in IMAX. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely sticking with this. And I sat yeah. closer than I normally do just because I want to have, you know, just have, be right there in front of the screen. Even though I was kind of to the side, but I was closer than I normally would be. Yeah. Awesome experience. Mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, it was, yeah. It was beautiful to watch, but that sound too was just, yes. Ugh. Yes. So whenever, so I didn't take your because it was a 10 o'clock movie. Okay. And, he had just gotten up to go play video games with one of his friends. So I didn't want to interrupt that. I mean, we just got done like two hours of Legos. So we were thought he probably would want some time away from me, you know, which is, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I'm just saying like, I know he'd want, if he's had, if his time for to like, do he, things with like, his friends. like he, yeah, yeah. Like I don't want him to spend all of his time with me. I'd want him to be able to spend time with his friends as well. Cause yeah. Yeah. Not trying to be overbearing that way, but no pun intended on that. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I I wanted to, so I just went ahead and went. Well, I was kind of debating. It's like I know I need to go to bed and get some sleep, but I also know when I lay down because I haven't slept great this past week. But uh, I know if I lay down, I won't get to sleep and I'll regret not going instead. So I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and go. And so I went, and then, uh, yeah. Loved it. So now he's even he was kind of like, oh, well, if I known that's what you're going to do, I just would have gone with you instead of playing like, yeah, sorry. (laughs) So we're going to go. The plan is we're going to go Thursday. Okay. so when Grace is at gymnastics, we'll go Thursday night and and we're definitely going to do. I told him uh, because we went saw another movie last night. I told him when we were walking out IMAX, we're doing an IMAX. We're not. Except no substitutions. <laughs> nope. nope. Now, if they had 40X and IMAX together. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> maybe maybe that would be too much. Maybe that would be too much. But, but um, Sensory yeah. overload. <clears throat> but, yeah, IMAX is the way to go for this. Bill, yeah. I mean, I might, I might wouldn't mind checking it out in 40X if I can before they pull it. But first watch, IMAX. Yeah. So my only fear is that they might put Scream 6. Because if we're going Thursday, oh, yeah. that would be the first night for Scream Six. So it might run at least till Thursday. It's, that's kind of it's kind of what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um. If not, it's fine. We'll usually it doesn't reset till Fridays for new movies, but we'll see. We'll see. Um. But yeah, I'm. You know, I'm just hoping for something, and then um. But yeah, so it was, yeah, it was just amazing. I the performances, Jonathan Majors as Damien playing 
Adonis's childhood friend. Uh, it the show this in the trailer. Yeah, Adonis gets in trouble. Basically, gets into a fight with. Actually, beats the hell out of some older dude. And I'm like, <laughs> I was like, dang, you're getting your ass kicked by like a twelve year old. Be like yeah. me getting. Be like you're beating my. Woof. And then. And then two people try and pull him off and start beating down on him. And then yeah. Damien gets out of the car and, you know, pulls a gun. And then the police show up. Adonis gets away. <clears throat> Damien takes the fall. Does the time. And does the time. And, you know, they watched, you know, Adonis never reached out while he was in prison. Damien did, but Mama Creed kept all the letters from him. Yep. Because she was afraid of what road Adonis would go down if she stayed in touch with him. Yeah, so. basically, Dame was the bad influence in a way. Yep. And so it's like, can't do that. <laughs> you know. But Adonis already was a bad influence before. I don't know. Well, maybe. She, I don't know. We, she, I mean, we hadn't seen kinda, a whole lot. It's like she knew but didn't know. But, you know. Um, but, yeah. So what that means during the whole time with Creed one and two, Diamond Dame has been in in, in prison serving his time, serving his so, time, just watching Creed, watching his entire career, being like yep. that should have been doing the whole that should have been me. Yeah, coming in like and, Killmonger to T'Challa. <laughs> yep, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, but I mean, I mean, I've loved watching Michael B. Jordan's career. I mean, from fr- everything from Fruitville Station, we're not going to, we're like most of the, most of the world, we're forgetting about the, that last Fantastic Four movie. So that doesn't count. What are we talking <laughs> he about? He gets a buy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. He gets a buy. Um, but I mean, Creed. Creed 2, I mean, all this stuff. Yep. Creed was, I was like, oh my God, this dude is a beast. In act, I mean, just not just in this movie, but like his acting chops are like, good night. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I went back and rewatched the first two last night. <laughs> just, you know, just to revisit everything that led up mm-hmm. to this one, which I should have done before, but I'm backwards uh, I mean, like that sometimes. <laughs> right. Yeah. But then, like, you think about his character in Black Panther, and, like, everybody wants to talk about Chadwick's role in that movie, which is great, but, I mean... <laughs> Whenever Killmonger was on uh, screen... He, like... I mean, I mean, <laughs> he took the screen, and you just... You, you're you you're just drawn to him. Yeah. In his character. Like, he made... I mean, he's the first Marvel villain that I was like, this guy makes sense. I could actually see his motivation. Actually and developed. I could actually sympathize. Yeah, and I can actually sympathize with it. Yep. Whereas yep. others, like maybe not so much. It's like, is he really bad? I mean, he's got good points. You know, he's yeah, got, he's got he's got a good. He's just. I mean, he may not his be methods. Going his methods, you know, his methods yeah, are a little out there, well, but yeah, we can, <laughs> yeah. But he's got we a point. Agree to disagree, yeah. but you yeah. know, I ain't gonna hate. Yeah, but you know, and just. Fear. I mean, he's just a fierce actor. I I told a couple of people this, but I firmly believe, like when I'm watching Creed Three, I'm sitting there going, 
I'm like, oh my God, this is going to be this generation. Like York's going to grow up. He's not going to grow up. He's going to grow up thinking Michael B. Jordan is Michael B. Jordan to him. is going to be like Denzel for us. Like for our generation, Denzel was that guy that did all of these roles. These yeah. fears just every time he's on screen, you were watching him. Right. Like it's intense acting, these amazing roles that really gives him a chance to kind of just tap into whatever it is. And then it just, your attention's drawn and it doesn't leave the screen. That's what it's going to be like for York and you know, watching him grow up with the roles that he takes. Same thing, Jonathan Majors. Oh, my God. Yes. Oof. I mean, everything he's been in, Lovecraft uh, Country, freaking the Loki episode. Yes. The, well, kind of half of maybe a small portion of the sixth one or fifth one, but mostly the sixth one. And, you know, even Ant-Man and Mania, that's that was his movie. Yeah. This movie, as much as it's about Creed, it's just as much about Damien. Yep, that's true. And these two together, I mean, this is just it's a it's a it's a lesson in acting. That's all I can say. I mean, it's yeah. just yes, it's a boxing movie, but it's so much more than that. I mean, it's so much more than the fights. They it's about these characters. It's about what each one is going through. Yeah. It's about I mean, I mean go ahead. No. I'll just say, you know, they had the, the friendship, which they showed at the beginning, you know, Damien's basically making his way as a boxer, kind of underground, kind of like how um, Adonis was doing at the first beginning, of the first one going to Mexico boxing. Yeah. And um, and so you see their 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 camaraderie together. And then, of course, he's got Adonis's back when he's in trouble, helps him out. But that puts him in jail in prison because he's got priors. But then years yeah. later, after having seen all this, you know, it's like he comes in. It's like, hey, I'm out. You know, if you want to catch up, we're good. But, um, you know, of course, Donis feels kind of guilty because, you know, he kind of very he, guilty because, he feels, feels <laughs> you know, one, he learned about letters he sent that he did never got. But then he on his own never really reached out, you know, yeah. because, you know, it's like because of the guilt. Yeah. Yeah. Because, you know, I, you know, he, he got away. He got caught. But um, but I just like how they built it up. You know, it's like yeah. you invite him to the gym, got him to spar, and it's all that stuff that went down to where he got his first match, his first yeah. bout. It's just like, man. But I mean, um, Damien do look like someone's strong uncle, though. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, young yeah. boy. <laughs> yeah. You don't want to mess with him. Like, yeah, he's older than, he's older yeah. than Donnie, but shh, you can't tell. <laughs> yeah. Nope. Hell no. Don't let don't let the age fool you, cause he'll he'll put on you, put it yeah, on you. I, <laughs> he's, I mean, he's got that that uh, basically that, Mike Tyson. He's got he's got yeah he's got prison muscle. I mean, it's, yeah, just bulky, but he still got speed. Yeah. That's the yeah. that's dangerous. He got the strength yes. and the speed. speed. So, and yeah. wow, there's a hundred percent chance nobody picked on him in prison. <laughs> He's, you know, the ones that didn't know. The ones they know, like, eh, oh, don't mess with him. Don't yeah. Mess him. No, no. <laughs> don't mess with him. <laughs> but, so, and what's crazy is, like, just, you could tell just 
by the look behind their behind his eyes, there's something else going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what makes him a brilliant actor is that it's just the looks he gives mm-hmm. and just it look like just the facial expressions that acting alone does more for him in the roles that he's taken and then being able to just flip like that. Yeah. It's just, wow. It just, yeah. I mean, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. And it's it, like back to back months, Jonathan Major's knocking it out. <laughs> His yeah. role was like a week. Or we're talking, what are we talking weeks? Yeah. Like two to three weeks. True. It's like, yeah, I mean, granted, they were in different ones, but yeah, we're talking like weeks. He's had two monumental hits. Mm-hmm. Literally, I mean, just no, <laughs> I mean, again, no pun intended, but you know, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, <clears throat> if you're a, if you are a fan of this franchise, you've probably already seen it. If you're not, I still would recommend seeing the first one for sure. You don't have to have seen either one. That's the best part. True, because you kind of get. You get filled in. Yeah. You know, it's I mean, not, you it's not something you, you're not going to be behind. You're not going to be lost, basically. Exactly. Yeah. And it's one of those, you have cameos from the previous two movies mm-hmm. that, that show up in this movie. I mean, not Stallone. He's the first movie out of the entire Rocky franchise, including the Creed series that Rocky is not in. Yeah. And, uh, you know, one of, so Stallone spoke to the Hollywood Reporter about now reprising his role as Rocky in the sequel, and he said it was regret- a regretful situation because he knew what it could have been, uh, but it was taken in a different direction that is quite different that he would have uh, taken it. Uh, it's a different philosophy uh, that producer Erwin Winkler's and Michael B. Jordan's uh, Stallone said of the movie. He does wish him well, but I'm much more of a sentimentalist. I like my heroes getting beat up, but I just don't want them going into that dark space. I just feel people have enough darkness. Stallone also revealed in the interview that despite having created Rocky Balboa, he has never had any rights to the character, despite asking uh, Winkler. It's never going to happen, Stallone said. It was a deal that was done unbeknownst to me by people that I thought were close to me, and they basically gave away whatever rights I would have had. At the time, I was so excited to be working and didn't understand this uh, is a business, he continues. Who knew Rocky would go on for another 45 years? Never used one line of dialogue from anyone else, and the irony is that I don't own any of it. The people who have done literally nothing control it. I said, I'm I'm not an executive producer on the Creed movies. Ryan Coogler is. Michael B. Jordan is Winkler and fellow producer Ryan Shartoff's children are not mine. I'm the only one left out, which is kind of shitty. Yeah. So he is listed as producer on this one, though. Right. That's, you know, just I think not an executive, producer, though. So right, right. a little bit less money on that one. Yeah. Um, but even with that being said, so. Keenan Coogler wrote the screenplay and uh, along with Ryan Coogler did the story, the story for it and Michael B. Jordan. And then Michael B. Jordan for his directorial debut knocked it out of the park. The, so uh, something we kind of briefly talked about was uh, 
Michael B. Jordan's done a bunch of interviews about his love for anime, which mm-hmm. is just making my son want to go see it more because my son has this love for anime. Um, and so he wants to go because he wants to see how he basically used anime fights to kind of help direct and uh, choreograph the fight scenes in yeah. the boxing matches in this film. To which I wouldn't know anything about, but after seeing like a clip from it, I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, 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 that makes a lot more sense now. Yeah, there's like four four moments that I recognize from some of the anime I've seen. Yeah. Um, we okay to talk about that? Uh, as long as it doesn't give too much away, yeah. Uh, I mean, I mean, just just I mean, they're just you know, they're they're, they're certain, fighting, so I guess yeah. it didn't really matter. <clears throat> It's just yeah, certain certain hits where, yeah, you know, Dame punches him in the gut and kills him over. Yeah, and then at the beginning when he's fighting Conlon during his retirement match and he's kind of peeping weaknesses. That's kind of yeah. like Naruto, kind of like using his his eyesight. And then that one punch, that one sequence where they kind of just black out the crowd and it's just them two. Yeah, and that last punch where they punch each other. That's like Dragon Ball Z. Think it's gotcha. Goku versus Vegeta. They just do that one. I was like, yeah. But the fighting, to <laughs> me, so I went back and I watched the first two. Mm-hmm. So Creed 1, what got me into that was the actual in-ring boxing. Mm-hmm. Like, I like the story, but the boxing in right. the first mat, first movie really got you into the fight. To fight, Which yeah. I feel like the second one kind of pulled back from a little bit, where I wasn't yeah. as invested in the fights there. This one kind of went back to how the first one was, where it got you engaged in what was going on in the ring. And, um, yeah. So, I, I'm, I'm, I mostly watched this for, for the fighting. I mean, I, I paid it. The story's good, too. But mm-hmm. I wanted to see how the boxing was improved from the second one. Because I feel like that was kind of a, of a letdown for me. <clears throat> the second one is not my favorite. And I think yeah. I've only, I honestly, like, I own it, but I don't know if I've even watched it since then. Yeah, I think they put, them, they put them back on HBO Max, yeah. so that's how I watched it. But I, um, I kind of want York to see them, but at the same time, I'm like, you know what? He can still watch. And I had this conversation with him because mm-hmm. I told him, I said, well, one of the reasons why they didn't ask if you wanted to go, one, it was late and didn't know how, if you'd actually stay up for all of it because um, I didn't know if I was going to be able to stay up for all of it. But right. the movie's so good, and it, it's, yeah, I was good. Um, but... Also, you know, I said, you know, my dad took me to go see Die Hard 2, and I hadn't even seen the first one. Now, granted, I didn't really need to to have seen the first one, but there was a lot of callbacks to the first one that I had no idea. And I think I would have even enjoyed it more knowing that sort of stuff. My dad took me to go see Terminator 2. I had never seen the first Terminator. I had no idea what we were going to go see. And again, there was a lot of kind of backstory that, would have helped aided my my viewing of it for the first time. Yeah. But again, didn't take away from it. And I kind of, you know, I kind of wanted to watch this to see how much you really, like how much you really need to have seen before, right. you know, but as I told him, it's, it's kind of like a Marvel movie where, you know, there's certain Marvel movies you can go and watch and they, you know, that are sequels that are, as a standalone, you you'd be fine watching it, right? And I said this is kind of one of those. It's like it, it would help if you'd seen the other the previous two, but you don't. You're not going to be lost, 
Right. Because really the origin slash backstory is kind of covered in this movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. It starts I mean, off with a flashback. Um, I mean, in a way, um, Damien's story kind of mirrors Adonis's in a way. He's mm-hmm. just got that curve in it. <laughs> yeah, but, right. Yeah, it's pretty much the same. Um, and then to kind of, you know, as far as what's going on, you know, um, Adonis is retired, been out of the ring for three years. He's running the gym, the Delphi gym. Got his mm-hmm. own fighter that he's trying to put, and he's already in position. He's a champion, and he's trying to get him, keep him yeah. focused. Uh, but he keeps knocking out his sparring partners like, hey, <laughs> chill. Um, Bianca, she, instead of um, performer, she's more of a producer. They're raising yeah. their daughter, Amara, who, you know, of course, is deaf. So they're using sign language to speak with her, which I like that interaction between him Me, and yes. everybody, pretty much. You know, those that, that interaction. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, and just the whole interaction with Damien being brought into his home. He even interacts with the daughter, which kind of makes you kind of like just really not like him because like this dude invites you to his home and then you got your agenda. But um, but I mean it's just it's just well done. You know, first time director. Yes. Like, I mean, I couldn't tell. He obviously paid attention. Right. He's been in. He's yeah. been paying attention and knows yes. what to do. And um, yeah, as I want to see it again. <laughs> I want to see it again. Yeah, that's. And I did look. Uh, it's still going to be playing in IMAX Thursday, so York and I will be going to that <laughs> for sure. So yep, yep. So very excited. So yes, g- please go check out both Creed Three. Be good one to take your middle schooler aged child and older. <laughs> yeah, or friend. Take take them all. Uh, and again, you don't have to have seen the previous two. It might it might inspire you to watch, but too. hey, yep, right, exactly. Um, and if you're a fan of the Rocky series, you've probably have already seen it or already have plans to go see it and have seen the previous two. Um, yeah, definitely go check it out. So coming out this week, we have Scream Six. Yep, yep. yep. Uh, Ghostface takes Min- Ghostface takes Manhattan. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I mean, basically, yeah. Switching locations, we're getting out of getting out of there. Yep. Get out of Woodsboro. All right, so, yep. So Wednesday takes on Ghostface, and uh, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Hayden Pantier comes back for this one, so yeah. I know Ruth kind of wants to see it, but she still hasn't seen the fifth one. It's been on Paramount Plus for I don't know how long. Wow. So I don't know. I'm still going to go see it, and then I'll tell her. It's like, I'll take you to go see it, but you have to go see the last one. Wait, Jenny Ortega's in the last one? Yes. Did I know this? Yes. (laughs) It's it's fine. It's fine. Anyways, so she'll probably go watch that one. Uh, Also, uh, Willem Dafoe's latest, Inside, uh, also comes out Friday. And then the... uh, Biopic Golda over uh, about uh, Golda Meir. So that comes out. Those all come out Friday. And then for Nashville Public School, so does the beginning of spring break. Begins Friday. Yep. So. And then the Academy Awards are Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. 
So we will have our Academy Awards breakdown here available shortly to get you ready to go and all set for to make your help make your predictions for your Oscar pool and uh, show off to all your friends. And that's about all I got. Oh, uh, TV, you know, TV, York's been uh, uh, introducing me to some animes um, that he loves to watch. So we've been having those on while while we have uh, been building Legos. So I've now started watching Attack on Titan. For mm-hmm. something that came out 2010, 2011, the animation is phenomenal. And the intro music's pretty uh, pretty dope. So... Uh, we're nine episodes into that first season. Um, we also started watching Demon Slayer. It's two, almost three episodes, I think, into that one. It's not bad. Uh, not bad. And um, Tokyo Revengers. That one's a little kind of weird, but that's one of his favorites. Um, I don't even know how far. And um, is that it? I don't even remember. <laughs> Oh, the promised Neverland. That one's a little more depressing, but it's it's okay. And then, um, of course, Spy X Family, which is still my favorite because it's a little more less depressing and yeah. less less death going on. It's a little more fun. Um, but yeah, it's so far pretty good, and yeah, just good bonding time. So you know, I like I like watching what my kids are watching. Just to see what their interest, where their interests lie as they grow and get older. Yeah. Um, Grayson's is not; it's still developing. York's is getting more. Oh, and I almost forgot. York and I went and saw Casablanca last night, uh, the Fathom events, and had an amazing time. York said yes to going. I was just planning on going by myself, but he's like, "Yeah, I'd like to go." I'm like, "You're sure?" Yeah. So he was getting excited for it. I'm like, "Okay." I'm like. I'm like, I don't even know if he's going to like this. I hope he does. So we went. We went. He about halfway through, I'm like, I don't think he's like, there's way too much romance in this. I don't think he's like going to like it. I don't think he's getting humor. Like I, I, I was worried that he's like not having a good time and like checking out. Yeah. But he had stretched out because there wasn't a whole lot of people. But um, he stretched out across several seats, and and uh, so I was like, "Great, he's getting tired. He's going to fall asleep." So I kind of rubbed his back a little bit. He's like, "My stomach started hurting, so I'm just kind of laying down, just kind of let it settle." But I'm really enjoying this movie. This is really good. So that made me feel good. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, thank goodness." And he, by the end of it, he goes. All right, this was amazing. I I love this movie. And uh, so at the, beginning, at the beginning of the movie, Winter Malton came on and kind of talked about some history of the movie, some fa- you know facts and everything about me. Um, leading up to before the movie started. And <clears throat> I told York, I said, yeah, I met him once, you know, when at National Film Festival when I volunteered back in 2018. And I said, he... I said, he could not have been any nicer. I said, I got to meet him and his daughter, Jesse. I said, just, a, I said, the nicest people gave me some great advice as far as review, you know, movie reviewing 
and uh, and like things like that. I said he's an so after the movie I showed him, I found the picture that I have of of us, and he thought that was really neat. And so he talked. So he absolutely loved it. He he said, you know, the he's like, I hadn't really watched a romance movie before, but I really liked it, and you know, it wasn't even that. But there were a lot of other really cool things about the movie. He liked the World War II aspect and, you know, um, just trying to get, you know, a bunch of refugees stuck in this town trying to get on this airplane to leave Casablanca and to get to Lisbon to go, you know, wherever after that, either to America or other parts, you know, or other countries. And then having to deal with Nazis that are trying to get this one person who's kind of revolutionary, but they can't because it's not occupied yet. So it's very interesting thing. And then Rick finding his long lost love that he, you know, that left him and that, uh, they separated in Paris when the Germans moved in and just all these colorful characters that just made up this movie. He just loved. So now I want to, I want to show him notorious with uh, also that also stars Claude Rains and Ingrid Berman, but also has one of my favorite actors, Cary Grant, and mm-hmm. this beautiful, uh, amazing Alfred Hitchcock movie from, uh, I want to say like 41, 43-ish, somewhere in there. Great espionage movie and uh, beautifully shot, great use of shadows. And I tried to, as the movie, as Casablanca went on, I was showing, kind of pointing out cool uh, different lighting techniques as well as camera techniques that the film utilized, which, you know, we don't think about now because movies are in color and that it's so much harder to film in black and white because your lighting has to be completely different and how it's set up because you, you are actually using shadows for your benefit, I guess, <laughs> yeah. as far as ways to shoot things. And he found all of that fascinating. So, um, yeah, I'd, if you have someone in middle school, just kind of the interesting thing is you, as you're as kids get older, you notice their taste in movies become more elevated, I guess is a good way to word it. Mm-hmm. And that's one of my favorite things about us doing this podcast is that you can go back from like the earlier episodes up to now. Not only has the quality of our podcast gotten better, but also the movies of what we take our kids to go see has kind of changed and elevated as well. So uh, it's an interesting process. I've really enjoyed it. Um, but yeah, he, he, he loved it, which honestly I was just, it, it meant more to me because I took Grayson to go see Casablanca when the uh, Hermitage branch uh, library showed it in like their little community room. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was like coffee and snacks and it was mostly uh, older people because it was on like a week it was on a weekday at a weird time and so i took grayson when she was an infant and in her stroller and everything we sat in the back and so i've now taken both kids to see the movie just only one of them will actually remember the movie <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless check mark both so yeah uh but yeah no it was we both had an amazing time and i, I was just so happy that i finally got to see it on the big screen so, yeah, York never asked why the film didn't take up the entire screen, like why the movie didn't take up the entire screen because it was shot in its original format. Right. So. Okay. Yeah. And 
I might ask him that when I see him later in the day. Said, did you ever? Did you even notice that the movie didn't take up the entire screen? They'd be like, oh, yeah, no, didn't. <laughs> Anyways, if you have a chance to show your your uh, your kids that, or if you haven't seen it, I would highly recommend it. It's a classic. It is, I think, still number two on AFI's top 100 uh, behind Citizen Kane, which an impressive movie technically. Um, story-wise, not as interesting to me, but yeah. it does have some, some uh, there were a lot of resemblances to a certain person <laughs> um, when I watched it last. I was like, oh, there's, wow, that's a little bit too too relatable at this moment. <laughs> Anyways, uh, Citizen Kane's still a masterpiece in its own right, but Casablanca for me is a little more rewatchable. Um Okay, that's it. That's it. We uh, we will see you on the flip side. And the next time we talk to you, we will have Academy Awards recap to talk about. So, uh, yep. got anything else, my friend? Oh, I have nothing else. I think I'm all. I've gotten everything out for this week. Oh, oh also, uh, as soon as I left the theater from Creed Three, I downloaded the uh, the uh, soundtrack and. Your girl Ari Lennox is on like two or three tracks. I said, I was like, I, and w- I was listening to. It, I go, wait, I think Patrick went and saw her like because I because I'd seen the video. I'm like, Patrick just saw her like a couple of days ago. This is like perfect. Right. <laughs> it's like kismet. Fell into place. I'm gonna have to check it soundtrack out now. I mean, I know her. I mean, yeah. It's got a couple of pretty dope <laughs> tracks on there that I'm yeah. a fan of. Uh, yeah. I mean, but. All three movies I've had are pretty dope. So I think, they um, have not disappointed. I think for this soundtrack, I think J. Cole produced it. And okay. she's one of his artists. So that makes sense okay. for her to be on it. Yeah. But yeah. Gonna have to check it out myself. Yep. It's good stuff. So. Alrighty, my friends. We will talk to y'all post-Oscars. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed our show and have a moment, please rate and review. It helps us out a lot. Also, recommend us to someone that enjoys movies or also has kids. You can find us on Twitter at PA Movie Podcast and on Instagram at parental underscore advisory underscore movie underscore pod. Be sure to join our Facebook group, Parental Advisory Movie Podcast, and join in on the fun.